Hey guys, welcome to the show. It is Fact Fridays on Acknowledge Dogs. That's where we are going to talk about some deep facts. We're going to dispel some myths and help you guys get your brain right about your dog. Let's jump into it. Again, welcome to the show. We're going to go over three facts you might not have known about your dog. Okay, these are these are facts. These are well accepted in the canine community as professional trainers. This is accepted among you know scientists and people who study dogs constantly. But for some reason, it seems to be that the general populace is getting misinformation. That's why we come to this show, and that's why we talk to you about this kind of stuff. The general populace are not getting the same information that professional trainers are getting. Why? Because professional trainers are constantly reading and learning and doing things like that. And the general populace are just getting advice from other people. You guys are busy. That's that's not a problem of yours. That's just a product of the environment you live in. So when you're busy and you have a problem and you ask your friend, Oh man, you know my dog's doing this thing. Your friend's just giving you the advice that they were given at some other point, or they researched, and it might not be the most up-to-date advice. I just had a consult yesterday, and there were so many things that the owner was just steadfast on, and I said, no, we don't do that anymore. That's, that's an outdated technique. That's an outdated information. And she was saying how all this information she was getting, she seemed so confident about because her, she trusted her best friend. I said, don't blame your best friend. You can't blame them. They're just trying to do what has worked for them or what they know to be true. It's not that they're trying to mislead you. They just happen to be wrong because they aren't as up-to-date as any professional trainer. So if you're having problems, reach out to a professional trainer. Head over to matadorcanine.com. Book a consultation, and I'll help you walk through the process. I'll help you out if you're having trouble. But let's go over the three things you might not have known about your dog. Number one. Dogs will only repeat things that get reinforced. Now, you might say, well, that's kind of simple. It's positive reinforcement. Yes, dogs will only repeat things that get reinforced. That goes for bad behavior. Anytime your dog is doing something, you have to look back at what's getting reinforced. Oh, man, well, you know, every time somebody comes over, the dog jumps up on them. It's getting reinforced. Whether you correct them, yell at them, put them away, whatever happens, that's still getting reinforced. You have to change that part. You either change the behavior or you change the reinforcement, okay? But if you're still having this problem, if it's been like two years and you're still putting your dog away and you're still having to yell at him, then you're not doing it right. There's something wrong. There's a sequence wrong. There's some part of that behavior and that training that is wrong. Head over to Matador Canine, set up a consultation. I'll walk you through the process. It's matadorcanine.com. So the first one is dogs will only repeat what gets reinforced. Think about yourself. You're only going to do things that bring you enjoyment. Now, depending on the severity of the enjoyment will determine how long you're willing to do that thing. Some people who work at McDonald's don't work at McDonald's very long. There are some people that work at McDonald's a long time. What's the difference? People have different expectations. So somebody who wants to be a famous artist isn't going to work at McDonald's very long because that's not where their heart is. They want to be the center of the stage. They don't want to be servicing other people. But the individual who loves servicing people and brings a smile to work every single day, that person's probably going to be at McDonald's for a long time because their enjoyment 
is that of servicing other people and bringing happiness to other people and the kids when they get the kids meal, whatever it may be. Right? I saw an individual the other day at McDonald's, and yes, I eat McDonald's. I'm not always the healthiest person. And she was the happiest person I had ever seen at McDonald's. Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. And she was the the face of that McDonald's for me. She was the face of that McDonald's. When I walked in, she was there greeting me, super happy, super excited to see me. And I had never been in that McDonald's before, and I felt like it was home. So that person finds so much enjoyment out of doing that particular thing that she was willing to forego higher pay, a better job, better benefits maybe, to work at McDonald's. Now, the individual who's not going to do that, excuse me, Right? The individual who's not going to push through that hardship wants to do something else. So how does this relate to dogs? When you have a dog that really wants to do something, they're going to do it. But if there's no reinforcement, there's nothing involved, they're going to give up. So they only repeat things that get reinforced. You only go to your job because you get paid or you have some other reason to go to your job. Right, But you only go because you got paid. Stop getting paid, and you're not going to keep going. Most people are going to go find another job. Right? You're not going to volunteer 40, 60, 70 hours a week at a place where you would rather not be and have to deal with problems. You would want to get reinforced for being at your job. The second that reinforcement stops, unless there's a promise, right? oh, we're, we're going to cut your pay because it was COVID, we're going to cut your pay. We're going to pay you monthly. But you're still you still have a job. You might be willing to do that. The reinforcement has changed. Right? So that would go into different reward schedules. Oh, I'm not getting every I'm not getting paid every 2 weeks, but I am getting paid monthly, and I'm okay with that because it's it would balance out. I'm not getting paid the same as the 2 weeks monthly, but I'm getting the total of the month that I would have gotten at once. So that's how you need to look at it. What am I what am I doing with my dog? How is how is the behaviors he's doing or she's doing getting reinforced? And is it worth going through the struggle for my dog to keep doing it? Right? Again, running up to the door is the best example. They love people. You yelling at them isn't enough to stop them from going up to the people. So what do you do? That brings us to number 2. You can change behavior by teaching you don't have to correct. Okay, so number one was dogs will only repeat things that get reinforced. So now we can use that in teaching our dog what we want them to do. So if you can teach your dog the behavior you want when it comes to going to the door, and that gets reinforced, they're going to repeat that behavior without you having to do anything. It's called a self-reinforcing behavior. It's beautiful. So 
How would you do this? You would teach your dog to sit in front of the door. When someone comes in, they're already sitting. Mark, reward, they get to say hi to the person because they were in a calm state of mind and they were nice and relaxed. Do that enough times, and when you go up to the door, your dog's going to automatically sit. You open up the door, they're going to automatically wait. Some dogs do this naturally. And I don't mean naturally as in they just do it, but they figured it out, right? And that's the whole goal should be when you're trying to just teach your dog not to jump at the door. Oh, well, they, they figured it out over time. But it's so much faster to actually teach them the behavior and then open up the door. If you need guidance on that, head over to matadork9.com. Again, that's matadork9.com. Book a free consultation. I'll help you out. So where else does this play a role? Let's say you're cooking, okay? And every time you cook, you burn your food. Every single time. It is routine. But you still have to eat, so you end up eating the food. Or you order out because you really messed up the food. That doesn't stop you from trying to cook tomorrow because you want to use what's in the house. So it's reinforcing for you to use the groceries that you paid for, right? You feel validated from it. So then you cook and you get punished because you weren't paying attention to the heat or the time, whatever it was, and it burned. Now, nothing is going to change if every single day it gets burnt. You might figure things out over time, but if you're consistently burning it, you're getting punished over and over and over. You might give up on cooking altogether. Well, now what do you do? You can't get reinforced for the groceries. So now you stop going to the groceries and this is snowball effect and you just shut down. That's what happens with dogs sometimes. They just shut down. They don't know what to do. But if you signed up for a course, if you went on YouTube and you just typed in how to stop food from burning, right? Or you hired a professional to coach you through the process, like we do at Matador Canine. If you have a professional coach you through who can give you those tiny pointers, who's going to help you out, now you know exactly what to look for, you can prevent the burning, and you have a skill set that's going to help you every single day. So now you go to cook the next day, you don't burn the food. You got reinforced for this new knowledge that you learned, and that's going to help you the next time you have a problem, you're going to go find somebody to help you. But in this case, you've now learned how to deal with the problem and you no longer have the problem. It's the same thing with the dog at the door. My dog learned what to do when we get to the door. And every time I get to the door, he does that behavior and he gets reinforced for it. Every time you go to cook and you don't burn it, you save money from having to go now pay for fast food. And you have some delicious food that's not burnt, which is always good. So that's number one. That's number two, right? Number one, the only they only repeat what gets reinforced. That tails into number two. You can change behavior by teaching. You do not have to correct. And that goes into number three. This is probably one of the biggest dog owner th thoughts that I get almost every day. Number three, this is a fact. Dominance theory has been rejected by scientists and trained professionals for years. Okay? The fact that dog owners still talk about being dominant over their dog and being the leader of their dog shows that they are not keeping up with the education. And it's not their fault. It's not your fault. Okay? But what it is, is a problem. You cannot be 
alpha over your dog. There are some dogs that will bite you and they will fight you and they will cause harm to you and your loved ones. Right? The dominance theory was a great paradigm. It was a, a outline for people to understand that dogs needed structure and they needed to be taught. Right? However, we've learned past that and we know how to educate people better on what they should be doing with your dog. You should be walking your dog. You should be doing enrichment with your dog. You should be training your dog daily, even if they're well-trained. Go to the next level, whatever that is for you. If you're doing obedience, add distance, add distractions. Have them do obedience on a table. Have them do obedience in a crate. So they have to lay down, sit, stand, spin, all in the confines of a crate. That's great. That's weird and confusing, and it stimulates their brain, and it gets them mentally tired rather than physically tired. It might make them physically tired, but it'll definitely get them mentally tired. So when people talk about dominance theory and being the leader of your dog, it actually means taking a responsibility for teaching your dog. It doesn't mean you have to guide them through life. It means you have to teach them how to coexist with you. Your dog has no idea how to live in this world. It has no idea. But dominance theory has been rejected. It is no longer something we practice. It is no longer something most trainers teach. There are trainers who have been doing this a very long time and they have not picked up a book in a while and they're still using dominance theory to teach. So you might be saying, well, what about you know TV shows and they have dominance theory and you know they're saying that I should be pinning my dog down and doing all that. I'll put it to you this way. First off, number one, training on TV is not training in real life. Okay, Training on TV is supposed to be dramatic and exciting and entertaining and there's a plot twist involved. Right? Just imagine any soap opera. Right, This person falls in love with this person but now there's a third person and there's a love triangle and oh, they cheated and like, yes, that does happen in real life but not to the extent that we're watching a soap opera. Each individual person is dealing with their own struggles, but we see it as this this beautiful romantic gesture as somebody jumps out of a helicopter to save it. Like, all those dramatic things are just Hollywood. It's TV. It's meant to hold your attention. The best example, go to YouTube. Type in reactive dog. Almost every title is uh, capitalized. It'll say reactive dog. And then it'll say, reactive dog bites me. Reactive dog bites owner. Reactive dog attacks dog. Constantly. It's one of the the biggest attention grabbers for YouTubers in the dog training spectrum. Now, you could put how to stop your dog from being reactive. Will not get the same attention as reactive dog bites dog. Reactive dog off leash. That gets so much more attention than how to stop your dog from barking. How to stop your dog from being reactive towards other dogs. How to fix resource guarding. How to fix dog aggression. Right, All those things are insanely useful. However, they are not as attention-grabbing as reactive dog. Reactive dog runs off and attacks three people. You'd be like, whoa, wait, I gotta go see that. 
And the thumbnail is always of somebody like struggling to hold the dog back. And then you watch the video and the dog like barked twice at somebody and they were able to recall it back no problem because they had a really good recall, whatever it may be. Okay. So on TV, they don't want to do the training that every trainer knows they should be doing. I had a client yesterday. I asked how the session went. She said it went great. It was a lot better than what she thought. She got a lot more information than she thought. If you want to be as successful as her, head over to matadorcanine.com. Again, that's matadorcanine.com. And I asked her, I said, does this seem boring? She goes, no, it's like it's cool to learn. And I said, great, I'm glad you think that. But do not get you know, let down. Do not feel bad if you feel like you're stuck in the same spot. And she kind of looked at me confused. And I said, when you're on TV, when dogs are on TV, you're going to see these reactions and people trying to fix it from there. But the way we trained yesterday, this dog was overly excited about the door. Again, I always go back to the door, right? Because most people are having a problem with it. So the dog was overly excited about the door. And all we did was knock on the wall and then reward for calm behavior. That was it. The dog never reacted. So you might say, oh, well, maybe we didn't push the dog far enough. I don't want to push the dog to a reaction. If I push the dog to a reaction, we're going to have a problem because now I got to bring them back down. And the next time I knock on the door, their first thought is, let me react instead of knock on the door. Let me be calm. So y'all are going way too far too fast. And that's the part of TV, right? They would just open up the door. And when the dog goes to run out, the camera crew's running behind them, right? And the dog's running down the hallway and it's jumping over people and it's crazy. That's not what you want. You want a dog that's nice and calm and polite. And that just doesn't sell on TV. I wish it did because people would get better information, but it does not sell on TV. So, okay, you're saying, well, all right, fine. You can teach a dog these behaviors, but what about what about when two dogs get together? Don't they have dominance? Yes and no. They have social aggression, okay? Social aggression is the biological purpose of establishing and maintaining the hierarchy, Okay. So if you were to enter a room and you stared someone dead in the eye, one of two things are going to happen. That person is either going to break eye contact and think you're insanely weird, or they're going to think you have a problem with them. And they're going to stand up and they're going to be like, what's going on? Right? Depending on the confidence level of that person, they will respond differently to your direct eye contact. You're just piercing through them with your focus. Now, dogs do the same thing. Okay. There is a social hierarchy in dogs. There's the social hierarchy relative to confidence and temperament. And they have to determine that amongst themselves. This is why if you get multiple dogs, you might think, oh, well, and, and this goes back to dominance theory, right? Oh, well, I was taught that my first dog, the one that lived in the house for six years, should be dominant over the puppy. Yeah, because he, he's earned the right to be dominant. You don't have the right to say that. Because that puppy might have more confidence and a better temperament than the older dog. And so the puppy will become in charge of the older dog. And not in charge as it's going to tell it what to do. Just it's going to be held more responsible. Which I know sounds weird. Because everything you've learned about dominance theory is, oh, well... That, that dog's going to pin that dog down and show him who's boss. No. That dog, the puppy, is then held responsible for certain things. 
felt responsible for the toys. It's going to protect the toys. It's going to hold on to the toys. Okay. The older dog is going to go, well, those were my toys, but I guess he's going to take charge of them now, and that's fine. And they'll play with them or they won't play with them. It completely determines. And again, if you have resource guarding, you can fix that by teaching the right thing to do. If you need help, matadorcanine.com. Again, it's matadorcanine.com. Book a free consultation. We'll talk about it. I'll get you started on the right foot. So what about pinning your dog down? Oh, my dog did something bad. I'm going to pin him down to the floor. That doesn't do anything. Another dog might do that, but that's a very severe thing to do from one dog to another. And if the dog's getting pinned down and it doesn't think it should, it will fight back. So if you have a dog that's super confident and you go to do that and you've never done anything like that before, it's probably going to bite you. And you're going to then, in the back of your mind, you're going to be like, oh, well, I got to be more dominant. I'm going to steal his food and I'm going to... That's just going to make it worse. You are now getting lower and lower and lower in your relationship when you're supposed to be building trust, having confidence, all those stuff. All those things. So... What do you do if your dog's misbehaving? You go back to step one and step two. Dogs will only do things that get reinforced. Dogs will only do things that get reinforced. Whatever they're getting reinforced for. They're stealing from the garbage, it's because they're getting reinforced for it. They're stealing from the counter, it's because they're getting reinforced for it. They're chewing up your shoes, it's because they're getting reinforced for it. If you don't know what they're getting reinforced for, look at the whole picture. What could be fun for your dog? Is it the fact that when they steal your slippers, you chase them around the house trying to get the slippers back? Probably. So they go, oh, that's great. I love that. I love this game. And you don't give them attention when they grab their toy. Because when they grab their toy, you're like, oh, that's cute. He's going to play by himself. Happens constantly. We're not paying attention to our dogs enough. And so they decide to get our attention by doing bad things. Or you teach the right behavior. Well, I don't like, but my dog jumps on the counter. Teach them not to jump on the counter. Teach them that if they lay down next to the counter, you'll give them something. Teach them that if they're on place, they'll get something. Teach them that if they ignore the garbage can, under all conditions, you could spill garbage on the floor. They're only taking things out of your hand. Great. Now you've taught a dog how to appropriately live in the environment you have without thinking you need to roll them over or you know, pinch them or anything like that. You're, you don't have to correct them. Some people still will. And I guarantee that there are some behaviors that are still going to be reinforcing. Still going to be reinforcing. I have seen dogs break through collars to get to certain things. Right? That's a perfect example. Dogs that pull on flat collars. And people say, well, doesn't that hurt them? Why, would, why wouldn't they stop? Because reinforcement is stronger Reinforcement is stronger. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Reinforcement. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> Reinforcement is stronger than punishment in all areas. Jay Z was in a studio. I think it was Jay Z. It was Beyonce or Jay Z? One of the one of the greats. They were in the studio for three days. It might have been Beyonce. They were in the studio for three days and they forgot to eat. They were working and enjoying their craft so much. That they forgot to eat. Some of you don't understand this concept because you are you forgot to do the things that you find enjoyable. You've forgotten. You're not doing hobbies. You're not hanging out with the family like you used to. You go to work, you come home, you're angry, you watch a show, and you go to sleep. That's not life. you got to find things that are reinforcing. 
Otherwise, you're getting punished all the time. You're going to shut down. Imagine how it feels after a long day of work because your boss had a meeting and he yelled at you and then he calls in for a personal meeting and now he's yelling at you because your, your quote is down, whatever it may be. But you're not being as productive as you used to. You're just going to start shutting down and shutting down and shutting down. And you get home and you sit down and you watch Netflix and you just shut down and you shut down and you vegetate. You vegetate. That's what happens when you correct your dog over and over and over again and they don't know what you want them to do. They're just like, I give up. I don't know what to do. I give up. That's it. That's over for me. Right? But if you learned how to talk to your boss and say, listen, boss, I got things going on in my personal life. That's why my quote is down. It's not going to be down next month, blah, 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 right? And you talk to him and he starts to understand and then you feel confident because you handled that situation appropriately like a professional and he, in fact, even gave you time off. He said, you know what? I understand. You should have just told me. I'll give you two weeks off. I'll give you a couple days off. Now you feel confident. You're like, oh, man, that's great. So now you go home and instead of sitting down and vegetating, you start being productive. You plan out your day for tomorrow. You're like, you know what? I got the day off. I'm going to go to the golf course. I'm going to go go-karting with my children, whatever it may be. I'm going to go take my son to the park, and we're going to enjoy a nice day with a picnic. And the wife's going to come home for lunch, and it's going to be great, right? Productivity and reinforcement produce more productivity and reinforcement. So the next day, you do all those great things. You realize how wonderful of a day you had. And now you go, I'm going to do that the same thing tomorrow. And then you start thinking about quitting your job because this is so much more reinforcing, right? But you got to pay the bills, you go back to your job. So reinforcement always outweighs punishment. It will always do it. So that dog that pulls on the collar and is hurting themselves in the throat, and you go, why why wouldn't they stop? Doesn't that hurt? No. Because they're so blind for the reinforcement. They care so much about reinforcement. They will do anything to get it. Anything to get it. Think about freedom for prisoners. They don't care if they get caught and have to go back to prison. They can't make the situation worse. What they care about is getting out. That's why they try to break out. Because freedom is so reinforcing. It's so enjoyable. It's like, I just got to get out of here. I just got to get out of here so I can be free and enjoy that reinforcement. Right? Think about the last time. Here, I'll give you a personal example. I hate the dentist. I have fairly nice teeth. I've never had a cavity. There would be no reason you could think of that I wouldn't like the dentist, but I just don't. Okay, I've never had pain in my teeth, anything. So I go to the dentist twice a year, just like most people, and I force myself to go because I know it's necessary and I know I have to do it, but I dread doing it all the time. So what's the reinforcement for me? Avoiding going to the dentist. I can avoid going to the dentist for six months or four months, whatever it is. I can avoid going, but then I have to go. So I retrained my brain. I taught myself how to enjoy going to the dentist. You know what it is? I go to the dentist bright and early in the morning. I get over with it. I take the day off from work, so now I have a free day, and that is reinforcing for me. So I go early in the morning, and then I make plans to go to lunch somewhere nice. Okay? I know the dentist say, don't eat after like two two hours. So that's what I do. I wait two hours. I plan to have lunch somewhere nice. Somewhere, you know, somewhere where I haven't, maybe I haven't eaten there before. And maybe they got a special or a new menu or something like that. 
and I enjoy a nice calm lunch on a day off at a place I really enjoy and I treat myself and that changes my perspective of the dentist. Now I've been doing this for a couple of years and I don't hate the dentist as much. <laughs> but this of course only happens every six months. If it happened you know, every three months, and we're doing this four times a year, the process would be a lot faster. So the rate of reinforcement is also important. Okay, so if I only ever did this every 10 years, clearly my teeth would fall out of my head, but it wouldn't have the same progress that it does now. So let's go over our three again before we end our episode here. Number one, dogs will only repeat what gets reinforced. They will only repeat what gets reinforced. Do not think they are doing something out of spite because you left them, because they hate you, because you know they're just being a dog. No, they will only do things that are re being reinforced. If they're doing it, something is reinforcing it. Number two, you can change behavior by teaching. You don't need to correct. You can teach your dog to do the right thing. Think about kids. Every single kid throws objects and hits people in the face. They have to learn what the appropriate playing behavior is so they can play with others. And then that gets reinforced because more people want to play with them. Number three, dominance theory is outdated. If you do not know how to train your dog without being dominant over them, head over to matadorcanine.com, set up a free consultation. I will help you get on the right path. Matadorcanine.com. Again, it's matadorcanine.com. Guys, thank you for listening to the episode. I will see you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you think family or friends would benefit from what you heard today on Acknowledged Dogs, please share it with them. You can post it on Facebook. We are also on every social media platform, so make sure you tag us, Matador Canine. You can also head over to Matador Canine and schedule a free consultation to talk about coaching and reaching the goals with your dog and those problem behaviors. Reach the goals that you want and have the dog that always listens. Thank you.